Today I got time, Today I got time, Today I got time, on that day, I was acting cool, cuz what? Nigga, what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Honey, I'm in a new space. <laughs> this is the only background I have for y'all. Is my one of my birds of paradise. I have about four of them. Um, you know, got the little plants, and that's my little uh, remember the little group? Y'all can see them. His plant has grown so much since the last time you guys have seen him. So I'm officially moved into my new home. Oh my God. This has been a process. Um, I'm trying, it's teaching me patience too. I hope y'all are doing good. Come on in, come on in, honey. It's teaching me patience because I'm the type I want everything to be put up right away, unpacked. I want it to look like a home home and <laughs> We got stuff everywhere, boxes. Um, we got our beds together. Um, I had to buy all new pots and pans because I got a new induction stove and none of my old pots and pans work. So I had to go buy some new pots and pans, but no complaints because the stove is the shit. It boils water in less than 60 seconds. So I just been trying to like learn my way around the kitchen. I've never used a pot filler before. It was fun doing it for the first time. So um thank you guys for y'all's patience i know i've been gone it's been so much going on um child half my wigs is packed up i was able to find this one so we're doing the bang bangs tonight okay not the bangs the bangs so that's what we're gonna do tonight um so yeah this weekend was very eventful um like i said on the video i did the other day my dad came into town he was here for father's day and my cousin's wedding so it's really good to see him. My little sister was in town. So I got to post some of the pictures from the wedding. I didn't get a chance to, because I know like y'all like when I post pictures, like, you know, in my cultural outfit with my galay and everything on my head, you know, so I got to get, I had to get some time to post all that stuff. It's just in between the wedding this weekend. Um, my cousin did two weddings. So they had a traditional Nigerian wedding. And then they did the American wedding on Sunday. So, but both of them were just spectacular. So Shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Um, so besides that, I've just been busy just trying to slowly but surely get the house together. So last night I was making sure to get all my equipment together and put something in the background, child, besides just the white wall. So thank you, guys. Island Girl said you look gorgeous. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate you. Uh, it's DB sent a super chat, says, I've missed you, auntie. I've missed y'all, too. I feel like, dang, it's been, what, almost two weeks since I've gone live. Um, I know I've been trying to, you know, keep making the videos as I can in between everything else. And I'm going to do a Zoom meeting tomorrow on Thursday. We haven't had a Zoom meeting since I came back from Atlanta. So we will do one tomorrow. So it's just been a lot. And then I've been trying to keep up with just like all the celebrity mess and viral stories. And I haven't really been able to like watch TV. I didn't realize... Um, the new season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta was already on air. Um, so I had to watch the episodes real quick. But yeah, so it's just been a lot. I'm trying to like catch up on, on top of just trying to get things installed and together. And this house is much bigger. So I have to get new furniture. It's just a lot. It's, it's a lot, child. But I want to get everything done before I do my housewarming. But I'm thinking I probably won't do my housewarming party until probably August. 
because I need time, okay? I need a lot of time to get stuff together. But yeah, y'all come on in. We're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we're going to talk about, we got a lot of stories to hit on today. It's been so much going on, especially with this whole uh, Russell Simmons, Mr. Yoga Yoga, ho hum hum, nami ho no, I go look at I got to talk about that even further. Now, as you guys know, Jess Hilarious has been helping. I don't know if she's on there permanently. I'm not sure because I don't watch The Breakfast Club that often. But I know she's been on there hosting as of late. Um, and they did say on today's episode that Charlemagne is out for like a week or something on vacation. So it's been DJ Envy and Jess Hilarious. So today they were talking about the whole situation with Russell Simmons, um, Kamora Lee, who's still using the last name Simmons. Okay. Uh, again, the same why I be calling Andrea Kelly. R. Kelly's so bad, but I refuse to give up my last name because nobody knows you outside of R. Kelly. Um, so they're talking about this situation. And Jess Hilarious got a lot, not a lot, but she got some backlash because people felt like she was kind of caping for Russell Simmons and you know, they were victim, they were being accused of victim blaming on the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. So we're gonna go ahead and listen to what DJ Envy and Jess Hilarious had to say on the Breakfast Club. So give me just a moment to open this up here. It's like I gotta get used to everything again. Oh my gosh, you know, you don't do something for a while. All right. Um, and can y'all see me clearly? Because on here it looks all, oh, it's oh, sitting on one, oh, they had it on 144p. Thank you, 10, 1080p. Come on, YouTube. Not them having me on 144, what the hell is a 144p? YouTube, stay playing games. Okay, good. I'm, I'm back on 1080p because I'm like, why well, look how ashy and grayed out? How <laughs> you see it? Snow. What the hell? Okay, now I can see myself. Okay, good, good. All right. And I got a new camera too, so this camera... I think it's a lot nicer. It's more crisp. So I'm really liking this camera. So let me go. Somebody said I had 3G quality. <laughs> I just upgraded my internet to 10G. So we shouldn't have any lags for what they're telling me. Okay, now I'm trying to find like how, how I show this. Hold on, let me see. Share my screen. All right, all right. So we're going to watch and see what the Breakfast Club had to say here. I don't, I don't think there was anything criminal. She didn't say anything no. criminal, but I, I think a lot of times when we look at this, I feel like a lot of times it, it's used to, to demonize yeah. a parent or to, you yeah. know, make a parent look bad. Like I seen it with the Kirk Franklin when his, his son put out the audio of, of Kirk Franklin cursing out his son. Yeah. We see it with Master P. We see it with Brian McKnight. Now we see it with Simmons. And I'm not saying that any of these individuals are right or any of these individuals are wrong. I'm, I just don't like that family business. I just feel like it's none of our business. And I think it hurts those people in the long run. Mm -hmm. And if I really love my parents, my dad, my mom, I don't want to hurt them. I yeah. don't want to make them look bad. I cannot like them. And maybe we could have a problem, but I would never want to hurt them. And it's certain words that you use. Like yeah. You said criminal. It's certain words that you use because like I, in, in a lot of Kimora's and the AOP's claims, they said abuse, abuse. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, that that could be taken any type of way. You know, sometimes people got to express their feelings. I just don't feel social media is the place to That's do that. not therapeutic. Therapeutic is when you get something. That's, that can't be therapy. Everybody, like, speculating about you. And then other things, like, when, what about when a family gets, when, when 
like when he make up, when the family gets back together and everything, now y'all gonna go online and be like, all right, we're good now. And everybody still hates your dad or your ex-husband, you know, like the family beefs don't last all like forever right. all the time, you know, so they have that to face if they ever get that good again. Oh, another thing that, that, that really bothered me. And, and, and I just want to put this out there. I don't know if, if Russell is right, if Russell is wrong. I just don't like the family business. But one thing that yeah. did bother me is in one of those conversations, they said that they felt like maybe Russell is losing it. Like maybe he's having formed some type of dementia mm -hmm. or he's having problems mm -hmm. with bipolar. And, and that made me feel even worse because, you know, if your dad is going through those type of yeah. problems, you know, to air out family business, I think it's wrong. Yep. Try to get your dad help. Yep. And I would hope that if, if I got to a point where I was wilding out, yeah. that one of my kids or, or, or my wife would be like, you know what, dad, you need some help. Like, yeah. we need to make sure we need to take his phone away or we need to do something to, to actually help him instead of trying to put his business out there. Right. Because she said to herself, like, I think my dad is having dementia or something is wrong. Mm. And if that is the case, I feel putting the, putting the stuff out there to embarrass him mm -hmm. is wrong. Crazy. You know? Yeah. What's the moral of the story? You got a moral? Moral of the story is don't do it because family foods don't always last forever. Right. Uh, so just, just, oh my God, just talk, just communicate. All right. Let me come back on the screen here. Her accent always cracks me up. Family foods, you know, that Baltimore. <laughs> I love them Baltimore accents. So I don't think that she really said anything wrong, to be honest. I don't think she's victim blaming. Um, to me personally, I don't think she is. I think she's looking at it from her particular angle. And, you know, so is DJ Envy. You know, again, when we do commentary, everybody's entitled to how they see a situation. For me, you guys know I've been kind of keeping my foot on Russell Simmons' neck for a while, especially after those allegations came out. Um, and one thing, I, I didn't get a chance to really talk about this when I did the video the other day. I just really kind of wanted to break down what happened, you know, give the backstory. But I didn't really get to touch on Kimora Lee as much as I wanted to touch on Kimora Lee. Now, like I said, I have been following these girls, both Ming and Aoki, for years. You know, they're both beautiful girls. Aoki is exceptionally smart. She got into Harvard based on her own merit. These are two girls that are very pretty and they could have just rested on pretty. They could have just simply said, you know what? I'm gorgeous. I just want a model. Look how many other celebrity kids ain't really doing anything with their life but living off their parents' name. For instance, you know, people call out Regine for this all the time. She dropped out of college. She's basically using her parents' names to, you know, get into spaces and acting and things like that. Um, they kind of just more or less want to go into the industry as opposed to anything with academia, right? And so the fact that Aoki decided to not only get into modeling, but to, you know, she got into Harvard at 16. I remember when she got her acceptance letter and Kamora Lee was crying. You know, I was happy for her like she was my own child as well. And then, you know, for her to have graduated already at, at 20 years old, one of the youngest. And then on top of that, Ming was also in college. A lot of people don't realize that Ming was going to NYU and she graduated this year as well. So to me, that is a testament to both parents. I will never take that away from Russell or Kimora. I think before Russell went allegedly crazy per his daughter's words, I think he was a solid influence in their life. Um, and that he tried his best to keep his daughters on the right track. You never heard of them, you know, wilding out. 
you don't you, you just never heard bad things about them growing up you know them going not saying that they didn't go through their growing pains and their wild side they knew to not embarrass their parents let's just say it like that right so i've always been fond of these young girls but i will say this one of the things somebody said i see dc college <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Romeo tried to go in a, a few months ago on Master P. Y'all remember I did that damn eight-hour deep dive on both they asses, okay? Because neither Romeo or Master P are innocent in this situation. Now, I'm not going to do a deep dive on Kimora, but I am going to talk about the situation more in depth right now with my thoughts on Kimora, okay? Now, I will say this. You know, obviously, these girls are hurt. They're upset. Is social media a place to vent and air out your family business? Absolutely not. Ain't nobody on here. Maybe some of y'all, but I know I ain't got no damn psychology degree. You know, I can give good advice, but I've never been a trained psychologist. For the most part, the internet doesn't care. We're just here to sip tea, kiki, laugh, give advice, some good advice, some bad advice, or troll. And that's pretty much the extent of the internet. There's no therapy amongst these folks in, in, in on the interwebs, they don't care. They're here for the drama. And like Jess was saying, you know, at the end of the day, they may work this out, but that's gonna leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths still. Even though that's your dad and now y'all are cool a month from now and oh, daddy, I love you. Oh, me and my dad. Oh, I'm a daddy's girl. You're gonna have the trolls in your comment section saying basically, fuck your dad. Your dad ain't shit. They're going to be posting that video that you all posted of your dad yelling like a banshee. We don't know what he was saying, but he looked crazy as shit in that video. So that's the thing. When you put stuff on the Internet, it's out there forever, even if you want to take it back. Now, do I think that Ming was being messy by posting Happy Father's Day to her mom? Absolutely. I got to keep it real. And I've always said this. I've always told people, because people try to do that with me and send me little Happy Father's Day messages. I'm not a man. Okay. I'm all woman. Okay. I don't call me a father. Don't celebrate me on father's day. My kids have a father, regardless if he's been in their lives or not in their lives, they have a father. I'm nobody's father. You celebrate me on mother's day. So I've never liked women or people who try to, you know, oh, my mom is my mother and my father. Yeah, that's cute, but she's not a man. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I know the rules are changing, but you know, if the era I grew up in, it was women who gave birth, okay? Not men. Men got you pregnant, women gave birth. So for me, I celebrate Mother's Day and that's it. Don't text me Happy Father's Day, none of that. So I nipped that in the bud years ago when people, and I don't know when that became popular to say to mothers Happy Father's Day, but as soon as people thought they could try me, they got checked. Uh, if you want their dad's number, I can give you their dad's number. Don't text me Happy Father's Day. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a parent. So I think she was being kind of messy by writing that because that does cause a lot of, you know, debate on social media. You have some women who feel like, well, I'm a single mother and I want all the acknowledgement. I want all the damn kudos. I want Mother's Day kudos and Father's Day kudos. And then you have men who feel like, no, that y'all are doing too much. Let us have our one day. So I think that she was being messy when she did that. And she was trying to get a reaction out of her father, which she did. So even though he wrote what he wrote on social media, which was, you know, uh, what did he say? Something about, let me see. I, I want to, I have it up. Let me look it up real quick here. It's on my thing. 
And he wrote some, you know, ho-hum-hum, peaceful shit. Where is it at? Trying to find it. Father's Day. Okay, I think this is it. I just want to read verbatim what he wrote instead of guessing. Okay, we have so many posts up about this crap. Is this it? No, that was him. Okay, no, that wasn't it. Child, basically, long story short, he was basically like, don't ask a parent, you know, don't ask the the father why he hasn't. Okay, I found it. I found it. Here it is. Stop telling fathers they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking mothers why he had to fight at all. And then he wrote something else as well. So I understood where he was coming from with that. It was more or less like, you know, to kind of address it on social media in a quote unquote peaceful way. But, you know, damn well, he caught them and he went off. OK, he went off behind the scenes. Hence why Kamora Lee was on camera crying and, and talking. Aoki started crying on camera and everything else. And like I said, I've never known Aoki to be messy. I've never known her to, you know, to go to social media and just put all her business out there like that. You can tell she was at her wit's end. I will say this, though, with Kimora. The thing that kind of bothers me with Kimora Lee is the fact that I remember, well, even before I go there, there was two things that she said in that video to me that was exceptionally messy. And I wanna play you guys those two clips. Hold on. So I'm gonna play you guys the first clip and then we're gonna listen. I also timestamped the other one. Okay, I got them both up, okay. So let me, let's play the first clip. Cause to me, Kamora was definitely being extra, extra messy. All right, so we're gonna listen to this first one. And this is where she's basically hinting to him being into men and being bisexual. It's behavior that you'll actually see from a lot of guys in the industry, from a lot of friends of, they all stick together. A lot of their peers, a lot of my friends have been kind of oppressed and pushed back and silenced and teased, you know, made fun of. They get into new relationships and the person starts to dog the other person. I'm talking publicly, you guys. We've gone through so much, but we don't do that to your many women or 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 I, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> it's behavior that okay, y'all peep that to your many women or but she caught herself and you hear the lady in the background laughing. Very messy. There's been rumors about Russell taking it every which way for years. If you guys remember back in the day, uh, before he died, Pimp C was calling out Russell, you know, caught him a, you know, a peen in the booty and a few other people. And then, you know, when he does yoga on top of men's legs, I always found that strange. You know, he'll have, he'll be on top of like two feet and just, I, I don't know, just whatever, Russell. So this is nothing really new. We've been hearing about that, but I thought it was very messy for her to try and put that out there during this whole situation. Another thing I found very messy was this. We're going to talk about this as well. Now she wants to talk about, you know, how she got with Russell when she was young and she was 15 and, you know, uh, you know, basically alleging to like grooming and, and her being in high school. 
This is very interesting. And we'll talk about why that's very interesting for a lot of y'all who are young. 16 years old, like I've known you and everybody knows, again, that's documented. You can see, um, I believe I was maybe a sophomore. I know it was before junior prom and senior prom because I went to both of those proms alone with my friends when I was dating them. So it was definitely long before junior and senior prom. I think it was around sophomore year of high school. And again, everybody knows this in my life. You know, they know they I was walking around, they see me. The point of it is I've known you a long time and I've seen lots of stuff and I just choose to not go there. Um, lots of things that I could say over the time you know, I'm typically the one that he and others would call to have their back, right? I'm the, I'm the one that they would call to um, solidify. Okay, so let me come back on the screen. My issue with that situation, with her bringing that up now, is this. For years, I've been talking about Russell getting with Kimora Lee for years on this channel. And not just me, other people. I've said this for a long time. I remember, I even found the old clip. I had to go searching for this old clip of Tyra Banks. If you guys go back and watch any of my Russell Simmons videos, I talked about this. There's an old clip of, of Tyra Banks where she's saying that Russell was like a dirty old man and he was trying to get with Kamora and she was so young and it was weird because he was in his 30s and she was a teenager. And he was definitely grooming her. But again, when people brought this up in the 90s and the 2000s, Everything was sanctioned and co-signed by her own parents, by her mother. Her mother was cool with it. Why? Because a lot of times back then, this is conversations folks ain't ready for. A lot of times back in like the 90s and the 80s, like, you know, back in the day, you did have older men go after young women. This is a tale as old as time. Like I've told you guys this before. It's only more of a controversy now because of the Me Too movement and social media, a lot of y'all's grandpas and, and grandmothers are literally 10 plus years apart, okay? I believe one of the things, because they said her mom was okay with their relationship, because so many times if women are living, you know, in more poverty-stricken areas or they don't have money, and you have this rich suitor, right? Because Russell Simmons was already well-established at 35 years old. And you have this grown man and he, you know, wants to be with your daughter and, you know, she's going to live a life that you can never even imagine living. A lot of parents will technically sell their kids off. They don't say it that way, but that's how it's looked at. Like this man can provide a better life for my young daughter than I can. And guess what? She was provided that life, even though, yeah, it, you can call it grooming and he got with her really young. But at the end of the day, she lived a life that her parents would have never been able to provide for her. He put money into her business. He helped her start baby fat and everything else. Then she was even crying, talking about, you know, I was so young when I had my kids. I was so young. And I'm thinking, well, did, was she a teen mom? Like, I had to go back and Google. She was 25 years old. I just feel like, I guess for me, I feel like she's doing this to garner even more sympathy. And it's hard for me to garner more sympathy for her because, again, for years, when people would call out this romance, y'all would be cussing out the internet. Same with Misa and Diddy. 
Y'all be going off on the fans and y'all don't know nothing. Y'all need to shut up. Y'all are bringing up old stuff. They would always go off on folks, you know what I'm saying, bringing this up. So why is it an issue now? That's that's my thing. It's like you're trying to add sauce to the fire when we already know this. We know that he being got with you when you were in high school. This is nothing new. This has been spoken about and you was cool with it. You acted like it was no big deal. So why are you not teary-eyed and trying to add extra salt and extra sauce to what we already knew and what we've been calling out for years, okay? Again, is it okay for him to have been 35 getting with somebody in high school? Absolutely not. What I'm saying is that back then, it was a lot more acceptable, unfortunately. It, that's just what it was. There's stories of Aerosmith getting with the 14-year-old teenager, Elvis Presley and his 14-year-old. That's just what it was in those days, right? Now, not so much. It still happens now, but it's going to be a lot more low-key. Back then, they were able to floss it, okay? Jay-Z uh, was messing with young-ass Foxy Brown when she was 15, 16. Y'all not ready for that conversation, you know? So th this was nothing new. So when I see her trying to bring that up now, it's like side-eye. Because again, and then she's saying she was technically always the cleanup woman and this and that. I also remember back in 2018 when the allegations first came out and a lot of people were calling out Russell Simmons and so many people in, especially the black and hip hop community were coming to his defense. Even when Oprah wanted to make, you know, be an executive producer on the film about Russell and all his allegations, she was attacked so bad by the community that she dropped out of it and she let whoever picked it, pick it up. But if you guys remember, this was Kimora Lee just a few years ago. Let me make this bigger. Kimora Lee defends Russell Simmons. These allegations against him are not are nothing like the person I've known. Okay? This is what she wrote. I add my voice to the chorus of those speaking out against harassment and violence in all forms. I have known Russell for 25 years. We were close friends, married, divorced, and we have remained friends, co-parents, and partners through it all. These allegations against him are nothing like the person I've known in all that time. I've known him to be a caring, supportive father and someone who has worked timelessly, excuse me, tirelessly to uplift the, uh, disenfranchised communities. This is a pivotal moment in which men are being held accountable for their abuse of power and degenerative behavior towards women in all spheres. As a mother of two daughters, I believe that no one should ever be shamed or portrayed as an unreliable witness to their own experience for speaking up, nor should anyone be condemned legally without due process and a fair trial. My sincere hope is that anyone faced with harassment or assault reports to their organization or law enforcement. Though I understand that in many cases, this may not be possible, I remain committed to always fighting injustice and inequality in all forms. God bless. Now I have to put my baby down. So that's what she wrote a few years ago. Also, let's not forget that when Jordan Woods was going through her situation with uh, Tristan, y'all not like to keep my bangs out my face. So sorry if I'm brushing my hair. When she was going through her situation with Tristan, remember Jordan Woods was young. I think she was like maybe 20, 21. Tristan is a grown man, way older. Um, she had no problem going online, blasting Jordan Woods, you know, 
dragging her with Kim Kardashian on the show. She had a lot to say about Jordan Woods, almost making it look like she's a fast little girl. She didn't say that, but that's the energy she was giving. And so for me, I find it very interesting that now there's all these tears. Now she wants to talk about allegations. Now she's saying, well, I'm here in America and I'm willing to face, you know, whatever I'm going through. He's the one who ran to Bali. I didn't run out the country. Well, he ran out the country in 2018 and you didn't have anything to say about it. You know, so I guess for me, my issue is the fact that she has all this energy all of a sudden, you know, with Russell and wanting to blast him, but she didn't have all this energy before when folks were calling him out, when folks were asking her to speak out on this situation. Obviously, you know, he has issues. The women who are speaking and leveling these allegations against him, everything can't be a lie. And let's not forget that he got with you at the tender age of 15. And that was never an issue in the past. But now all of a sudden she wants to bring that up. Why? All of a sudden now she wants to talk about him running to Bali um, to hide from these allegations. Why? So I feel like now she's really trying to, she's trying hard to sully his name. So to me, in my personal opinion, her commentary, her crying on camera came off as disingenuous. It came off as trying to ruin him because he is trying to make her look bad. Her ex-husband, um, what's his name? Lesnar, Tim Lesnar, the one who got charged with bank fraud. He's looking at like all types of, think like 25 plus years in prison. And Russell has been blasting her and the ex-husband. And I think she's using this as a get back moment. Now, when Aoki was crying and upset, to me, that was very genuine. That was a young girl who was very hurt and who was at her wit's end. So I don't, I don't look at Kimora's situation and Aoki's situation the same. Because for years, she defended this man, made excuses for this man, ignored the allegations, and now you want to bring it up like it's all new information. You had no problem when people would say things about the age difference. Everybody's reaching. Folks need to get over it. That was so long ago. It's all good. My mom was cool with it. Now you're crying and saying that you were in high school and acting like, you know, he just stole all of your youth, which he did. But why cry about it now when people have been bringing up this, bringing this up to her for years? So I find it very disingenuous. That's what I'll say. Because again, this is the same woman who had no problem attacking Jordan Woods and going in on Jordan Woods and standing behind men when they're doing things bad. But now that these same men, you know, are doing things bad to her daughters, now she wants to speak up. Now she wants to fully blast him. And I think the whole situation is sad because again, nobody wins when the family feuds, right? And I feel like Aoki is in the middle. She lives with her mom. That's who's raising her. But she has a lot of love for her dad as well. And the fact that he's trying to involve her in a lawsuit that has nothing to do with her and her sister. If he's upset about the money that was lost, take it up with your ex-wife. And the thing is, in a court of law, they were found not to be, you know, culpable. She was found not guilty. And he was ordered to pay her 100K. So obviously the evidence is not there. 
And then, you know, the daughter is saying that, you know, he has dementia or, you know, he's having all types of issues, you know, psychological issues. I don't know because I'm no doctor. But I think the entire situation is, is extremely messy. I do think the entire situation is really unfortunate. It was just weird to see them trending and weird to see Kamora like literally blasting him because that's never been their MO. They've always kept things hush hush and stuff like that. And um, again, I think Russell has a lot of issues. Like I said, I've been calling him out for years. I think he hides behind this yoga facade and this old peace and namaste and all this bullshit. Some of them people are the most treacherous people behind the scenes. When everything is all oh, peace and love and, you know, oh, just yoga. And I'm not buying any of that stuff. And if you really know the truth behind yoga and some of those yoga poses and how, you know, yoga, yoga has a very, uh, very spiritual, even sometimes demonic essence to it. If you really understand yoga and those different poses and, and how some of that stuff allows spirits to come into you. So he has a lot of weird energy around him. I'm not a fan, but I'm also, I also see through a lot of the nonsense. Somebody said T hush. No, I'm just keeping it real. If you really dig into what yoga really is about, you will be frightened. It goes very, very deep. It's not just the, it, it goes deep. I'm not about to go there, but um, you have to do your own research on it. It goes very deep. I, I got sick. I, I physically got sick and I almost ended up in the hospital the first time I ever tried yoga because I'm that spiritually sensitive. So you just have to be careful with some of these um you know, some of these practices, because there's a lot of deities involved. So when he's pushing that and just, I, I know what I went through when I tried it. It's, 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 a very, it's a very spiritual practice and all of it is not good spirituality. So yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Y'all want me to do a deep dive on it? Maybe, I'll see. But yeah, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's all new age. I, I don't trust anything that, that Russell's on. I think he's full of crap. I, I think a lot of these women have been victimized by him. Um, he puts on a certain facade. I just, I don't buy it. And one thing I've noticed with a lot of these men, um, I mean, y'all can get mad all you want. If you practice yoga, that's your business. I didn't say don't go to your yoga class on Tuesday. I didn't call you a demon. I didn't say any of that. I said, there's some deeper things to yoga. If you want to research it, research it yourself. Why do y'all cry? Did I call you a demonic yoga practitioner? No, I didn't. If you're going to yoga tonight, enjoy. Yoga is not for me. I know what I went through spiritually when I tried it and I would never try yoga again. Why do y'all get mad about my personal experiences? It's not demonic. I do yoga every night. God bless you. I tried it once. It's not for me. That's it. That's all. But anyways, um, and another thing I also noticed with some of these men in the industry who had no problem abusing women young girls and you can say oh it was in their younger days and oh that's how it was in the 90s whatever what i noticed is that a lot of them try to change their ways and clean up their act once they have daughters once their daughters are of age then it's like oh because you know damn well neither one of them would allow a grown man in their 30s 
to have dated their daughters at 15. You, you know, that wouldn't even been an option. So that's why I always find it really interesting how like a lot of these celebrity dads want to be extra, you know, um, protective of their daughters, like the game. Oh, that's my daughter. Anybody coming at her, I got a shotgun for them. Really? Well, what about you finger fucking that little girl, India, when she was underage in the park? Oh, so it's not okay for somebody to treat your child that way. But you have no problem treating somebody else's child that way. That's why I don't respect about a lot of these celebrity men. As they get older and their daughters get older, now they want to act super protective and, you know, oh, uh, only a certain person. I got, I got to vet anybody trying to talk to my daughter. Oh, but you were grown knocking up 16, 17-year-olds. Interesting. But now your, your daughter is, you know, your daughter's above reproach. So I think a lot of these industry guys are full of crap. It's the hypocrisy for me that somehow their daughter's cooch is more sacred than another man's daughter. They had no, no problem disrespecting another man's daughter, running behind another man's child at a young age and disrespecting them. But then like T.I., he wants to check his daughter's hymen, but doesn't care if his, if his own son is out here crushing somebody else's daughter's hymen. So it's, it's, that's just the thing I just don't respect. Um, yeah, India Westbrook, that was her name. Y'all forgot about that. I mean, that picture, that was viral. And then he was sniffing his finger and all types of weird shit. And then it's just funny now to see how like he's going off on social media every other day about his child. It's like, sir, shut the fuck up. Cause you didn't care about anybody else's daughter, you know? So my thing is, you never know what you'll have in the future, sons, daughters, you know, both. Respect other people's children. Respect the same way that you want your child treated, that's how you should treat other women. So I always find that very interesting when men are very protective of their daughters and their mothers and their sisters, but then dog out women on the street, dog out the average woman. But, you know, anybody disrespect my mom, I got I got a bullet for that ass. Fuck your mom. You don't respect anybody else's mother. I feel no ways. That's just keeping it real. Somebody said the chat disappeared. Refresh, because I still see the chat. Yes, have compassion. And that's the one thing I hate is that how, you know, even when I was saying that on Instagram, that I find it very funny how even with some of the female celebrities, how they try and like, I think, uh, what's her name? Carisha was talking about how, you know, she likes selling pussy and, you know, she's living the best life and this and that. Look at her lifestyle. And I'm just like, I just hope she keeps that same energy when her daughter comes of age because they like to perpetuate stuff to other people's daughters. And make it look like, you know, it's cool to be a city girl. It's cool to be out here, you know, smashing and, and going from man to man and, you know, fucking for bags. But then in the same breath, they'll, they'll make sure their own children are sheltered. Matter of fact, Rod Wave said it best and he caught a lot of uh, flack for it. When he said Jeezy told us to sell rocks and sell cocaine and, and to move weight. But he sent his son to private school and then college. So why, why perpetuate all the nonsense on regular people 
but then make sure that your children are going to the best private schools and have the best tutors. And you're not encouraging your own children to be out there selling drugs, but it's okay for regular people's children. You don't want your daughter out there getting fucked by Diddy, but it's okay for you to fuck another regular man's daughter at 15. Just saying. So, yeah, so for me, um, I feel no ways anymore about Kimora. I think Kimora is just trying to add extra sauce to the situation because she's upset. Um, but Aoki, her her tears and her her being upset, I don't think they should have bought it to the internet, but I have a soft spot for her because that young girl is never involved in any type of drama and she's done nothing but try to make her parents proud. And that, you know, both both Ming and Aoki, like I said, I'm not a fan of either parent like that, but I'm never going to take away from the fact that both of them, no matter how weird the relationship was when they got together, they did a damn good job on raising those little girls. They really did. I mean, both of them are beautiful, smart, articulate, carry themselves well, you know, so they did do a good job. I will never take that away from Russell or Kimora, but Kimora, she's being messy. You're talking about the man being bisexual all of a sudden. Well, you weren't worried about it when you was with him for all them years and married to him. Why bring it up now? People been talking about him being bi. Why didn't you come out back then when, um, when uh, Pimp C was calling him out? He was quiet. So it seems like people are willing to put up with stuff when the gravy train, chugga, 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 choo, choo. When that gravy trains are rolling, people will accept anything. They'll deal with it. They're cool with it. But now that he's going broke, remember they both was calling him broke. The daughter said he was broke. Kamora said he's broke. Now that he's broke, all of a sudden now, oh, well, now, you know, we can just spill all the tea, put all the business out there because he's broke. But when they were raking in the benefits, the money, the, the spousal support, the child support, all those secrets were kept in house. So it's very interesting. Very interesting, her moves. And again, I also had to side eye her too, because this is not the only father that she's had issues with. Remember in 2019, uh, her black son, uh, the actor, Hansu, Remember, he came out and said that Kamora doesn't let him see the little boy. Let me see if I remember this. And, and you know what's so funny? I don't know if y'all put this together. That was uh, Father's Day of 2019 when he came out. Let me see if I can find the article. Like Digimon, I was mispronouncing the name. Here it is. This was on Father's Day of 2019. Who remembers this? That's why I said, you know, I, I can't just have all this extra sympathy for her because there's some there's some things going on with Kamora as well. Y'all don't forget shit. Remember, this was Father's Day of 2019. They just happened to run into uh, Digimon Hansu. He says, crappy Father's Day. I haven't seen my son in forever. How you doing? How was your Father's Day? Excuse me, excuse me. How was your Father's Day? It would have been nice to see my son for Father's Day. It would have also been nice uh, if I could see him to at least talk to him, right? Well, when, that, fathers, right? when was the last time that you saw your kid? 
Yes, I don't want to play it out because, you know, TMZ be copywriting stuff. And he had posted this picture on Father's Day. Um, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. But he hadn't seen this boy in years. So I just find it very ironic, you know, not trying to be all conspiracy uh, theory, but I find it very ironic that in 2019, the black child, you know, his daddy was saying, I haven't seen my son in years. She won't even let me talk to him. Then we moved to Father's Day 2023, and it's all this drama with this other baby daddy. And then the white child that she has, that father is, you know, he's locked up right now. So, you know, he can't really say anything. So, yeah, I just I just find it very, yeah, she got several baby daddies. Again, she's only, people don't, people don't, she don't get as much backlash for having, you know, I think what she has, like, three baby dads, different races, because she's a model and she's very pretty. So she doesn't get backlash, just like the Kardashians. They're all baby mamas. Most of them, you know, Kim was married to, to Kanye. Courtney, you know, was a baby mama for years, but they never get that. But yeah, she got three baby daddies. But yeah, nobody ever says that. So I just, I don't know, I just find that very interesting that this is a second Father's Day drama surrounding Kamora Lee. I don't know if anybody peeped that, but I thought about that after I had edited the video. Like this is the second time that she's had baby daddy issues. And I don't know if he's seen his son, you know, if he sees him regular now, because like I said, that was in 2019. But I remember she never really addressed it. It was kind of just swept under the rug. So yeah, that whole situation with Kimora, it's very interesting. Let me read some of these super chats here. Um, Let's see. We got a $200 super chat. Oh my gosh, from Therapy Queen. Thank you so much. She says, hey T, it's been a minute since I caught a live and I still can't sit and watch playback game once again, but I wanted to finally stop in and show some support. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much, Therapy Queen. I really appreciate you. Thank you for coming through and showing support to my channel. It means a lot to me. Um, let's see here. Uh, Pure Light sent $10. Says, wonderful to see your face. Congratulations on your new home. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Lioness Beloved sent $199. Says, long time no tea. <laughs> Welcome, Black Beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. TJ sent $9.99. Says, T, this super chat is for all the girls and them things sitting pretty. Okay, honey. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, let's see here. Gabby Toast in $4.99 says, true, they care when it's their family, not the other way around just like the show to catch a predator. Mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, Tawana says, love you. Thank you for all you do. Love you too. Thank you. Uh, Tara Armstrong sent 499 says, oh my God, I did not get a notification. I've missed you. Welcome back. Thank you. Wow. We have over 9,000 people in here. I just looked. Please hit the like button. Welcome y'all. It's been a while. Hope y'all are having fun. Um, Kayla Thomas says, it was normalized back then. My great-grandma had her first child at 13, and my great-grandpa was 21. When I bring it up, my family just skips over it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It was definitely normalized. But you guys also have to realize, too, a lot of people did things a lot younger back then because people didn't live as long, right? 
So back then, usually by the time a girl started menstruating, you were considered a woman. You know what I'm saying? You were considered technically a woman. You can have kids and things like that because most people back then didn't live past 50. So if people are not living past 50, they're going to start dating and procreating a lot younger. You know, now you got old people living to be 80, 90 years old. You have, you know, old ass Robert De Niro, Al Pacino shooting out dusty sperm, you know, old ass you powdered sperm and stuff. People are living younger, longer, excuse me. So they're able to have kids even at older ages. You got women out here with powdered eggs, honey, who are freezing their eggs in their youth and then, you know, re-implanting them and then having babies in their 50s. So I think that... <laughs> Y'all not call everything powdered, honey. Powdered sperm and powdered eggs. <laughs> so that's why a lot of people dated younger, had kids younger and stuff back then. Now it's more or less frowned upon. But in a lot of cultures, that's just, it was normal. You know, it was, it was a lot normal. And so, you know, I think that's why it wasn't a big deal as much. Again, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But let's not forget when we were in high school, that was like the top talk of the town. Kobe Bryant at his big age of what, 23, 24, was shutting down the high school for Vanessa Bryant. Every time he showed up at the high school, it was paparazzi and hot helicopters. No one found that strange in the 90s. So it's only now that it's all this me too. Oh, you know, but when we were growing up, that was just normal. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. That's just what it was in those times. Kobe Bryant would go to the high school, would be dropping Vanessa off flowers and all types of stuff. Nobody saw it as anything weird, him courting a 16-year-old. Y'all not ready for that conversation. But again, you would Vanessa allow, you know, uh, NBA athlete now, now granted her daughter is of age now, but I highly doubt that Kobe and Vanessa would have allowed the same thing to happen in this day and age, you know, for some NBA player to show up at their daughter's school and trying to get with her at 16. But again, Vanessa's parents were cool with it because they knew it was going to solidify their daughter's livelihood and she'd be taken care of. So a lot of parents took advantage of that. They had a, if you have a beautiful daughter and an older man is courting your daughter, it's like, well, I'd rather have her dating this older established man who has money than, you know, an, another 16, 17 year old who's broke and working at Walmart after school. That's how a lot of parents thought about stuff back then, unfortunately, you know? So yeah, they, they will skip those conversations when you ask your grandparents. Yeah. Look at the R. Kelly situation. All of those parents were pimping out their daughters to R. Kelly. Every last one of those parents knew what time it was. But they looked at it like, oh, well, I'd rather have my daughter be taken care of in, you know, living in a mansion and things like that than being in the projects or, you know, wasting her youth and, and you know, having multiple baby daddies by bum dudes who have nothing, unfortunately. So um, let's see here. It's. It's DB sent 499 says, can you imagine how he looked at his daughters at 15, knowing that he groomed their mother at 15, not necessarily pedo? You know, again, it, things were just different back then. I think probably him looking at his daughters, he probably looked at it like I would never allow my daughters to date somebody 35. I don't think he would have looked at them like in a sexual pedo way, right? I don't, I don't get that vibe towards him and his daughters. 
But I think he probably looked at it like, damn, you know, they're the same age I was when I got with their mother, you know, and hence probably why him and so many men end up being overly protective of their daughters because they know they weren't shit to the mothers and to the women, you know, to the baby's mothers that they knocked up and got with at young ages. So then they want to be super overly protective of their daughters, you know, because they don't want another man to do to their daughter what they did to somebody else's daughter. You know, hence the hymen checks from T.I. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Brown Skin Sky says, hey, Auntie, can't wait to catch the playback. Thank you so much. Aaliyah or Ilya said 99 says, I've been watching you since the tea fizzle days. Love you. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Stefan Miller says, love you, lovely tea. Laugh loads during the stream. I'm glad. That's awesome. So now let's go ahead. I want to talk about some other stuff here. So I've been out here, dang, already 52 minutes. Time is flying, honey. So I want to talk about this situation with um, Kim Kardashian and Northwest. Now, if you guys remember, we had talked about this not too long ago, where basically Northwest had did that Ice Spice video and she was, you know, trying to show her butt and, you know, like show her shape or whatever in her outfit. And, and I spoke against it. I wasn't feeling it. I felt like it was too grown. The lyrics were too grown for her. And I remember a lot of people on social media were saying, it doesn't matter. That's Kim's daughter. Y'all try and sexualize everything, this, this, and that. Well, and, and then other people were saying Kanye was white. Kanye was right. That he's, uh, that she's allowing her daughter to do anything. She's allowing her daughter too much freedom on TikTok. Um, again, I don't understand why so many people are following this little girl. I know that a majority of people following her are grown adults. I don't understand why the blogs are constantly posting this little girl. It's like she's nine. I don't understand like the, the obsession with Northwest. I, I don't get it. It's creepy. So let me go ahead and share what Kim is now saying about the situation. Idea to put her in a skims campaign so that all came through north and what she liked i think it's always tough when you're co-parenting and someone wants something and someone doesn't i would say the ice spice videos she said mommy can i post this i was out of town so i had my nanny was there and allowed it and then as soon as i saw the words and everything i was like oh no no we're taking this down she was totally understood so i think that's the trial and error sometimes and you know, and then I saw on the internet, it's like, Kanye was right, you know, he, and, and maybe he was, you know, in that instance. And, but in the creative side where she loves making slime videos and doing her little hair tutorials, I will fight for her to be creative in those ways. So it's always a compromise. No one's always going to agree. And you just have to do the best that you can as a parent to try to protect your kids, um, but also let them be creative. I don't know why they had a soft piano music. Like, okay, Kim. Anyways, um, I don't believe for one time that Northwest, you know, is the one who put her onto Ice Spice. And, oh, you know, she told me to put her in my skims. Like, Kim and the Kardashians, they literally live on social media. They know all of the trends. They know what's popping. She's just trying to give Northwest more clout than she needs. Um, you didn't get introduced to Ice Spice via your daughter. Stop. Okay. 
you knew who Ice Spice was. You knew she was popping. You knew she was the next hot thing. But again, they want to attach her daughter to all this stuff. So her daughter's name is always, you know, buzzing in the blogs. Now, I do like the fact that she did admit that, you know, well, maybe Kanye was right. Maybe he was right about certain things. Um, I don't even believe that she didn't know. Well, maybe she didn't know the lyrics because, again, most people don't know Ice Spice's lyrics. Even Munch, everybody just knows the, the nigga Munch. He eat it for lunch. And then as soon as they turn down the music, nobody can really finish the words. So maybe she didn't know the words. But either way, that video was too grown for Northwest and her friends to recreate and then post on the internet. It's one thing if they're dancing in their bedroom and they're having fun, but why does everything have to be posted online? And I think the reason why she's doing this, because they've fallen off. Not like all the way, not that they're going broke, but nobody's checking for the Kardashians like they once were. So what they're trying to do now is reel in the next generation of Kardashian jenner webster kids you know so we have the northwest we have penelope you know we have dream and i believe that's what they're trying to do they're trying to set them up so that way you know the the generation continues and people start following her and looking at northwest for all the latest trends and i don't believe for once that northwest put her onto it they, they're they're too involved in social media for them to not know who ice spice is or to only know about her via you know the kid. No, they knew who she was. But I do like the fact that she did take ownership and say, you know what, I do feel like my nine year old was too young to put that out there. Um, because I don't think I think it's okay for her to record a video, but share it amongst your family. I don't think that everything that you do needs to be posted online. You know, and people keep forgetting that this girl is nine. She's not even 10 year, years old yet. And it's like they just have her out here just so grown, you know, putting on makeup and you know, the hair tutorials and stuff like that. And I'm sure that she does other things besides social media, but I just find it really disturbing that they're trying to push her into being like a social media celebrity, a social media star, instead of just letting her enjoy her youth. Like she has her old her whole teenage years to do all that. Like just let her enjoy being a kid. So... I thought that was very interesting that she's now saying that because so many people were like excusing it and saying it doesn't matter. Y'all are sexualizing this little girl. Nobody is sexualizing Northwest. What we're saying is that it's a bit too much for a nine-year-old. She's doing a bit too much. And the song is not even intended for kids. And with Northwest having a following, that's also encouraging other little kids, other little nine-year-olds who shouldn't be on social media but are. And they're following everything that she does and she posts. So I'm glad that her mom is now seeing the error of her ways by letting her post that video on um, social media. But as far as like other stuff that she posts, like her painting and doing things like that, <clears throat> I have no issues with that. I think that's fine. So now I want to go ahead and also um, talk about this whole drama that's going on with this submarine situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if y'all do not know, there's some rich people that are stuck in a submarine. They went looking for the Titanic. And so they spent 250 grand a pop to go down below to go search for the Titanic. And they've been lost. 
it's been about 20 hours. Nobody they're, they're hearing faint knocking, but they haven't been able to be located. This is really scary. We're going to watch this news clip. So give me just a second here. We're going to watch this clip first. There's still no visible sign of the vessel, but there are reports of sounds detected as an expert we spoke to says that window of opportunity is quickly closing. I believe at best we have 25 hours left. Butch Hendrick has performed surface and subsurface water rescues for more than 30 years. Tuesday night, the founder of this New York-based public safety dive training company told Fox 11 he believes the missing submersible is either tangled in the Titanic wreckage. Because the debris that is around the Titanic is so intense. To get entangled is quite easy. Or the 21-foot vessel carrying one pilot and four passengers is the victim of a leak. And very quietly and slowly flooded inside. Hendrick says best case scenario is the sub known as the Titan is entangled. But even then, that comes with its own challenges. It's good news because it would be easier to find. It may not be good news based on the fact that we have to figure out how we would untangle it. As of Tuesday morning, the United States Coast Guard said a total of 10,000 square miles had been searched off the coast of Cape Cod. It's a challenging operation. The submersible lost communication less than two hours into its Sunday journey to the Titanic, about 13,000 feet below. Rolling Stone reporting an aircraft heard banging sounds at 30-minute intervals from the area where the sub disappeared during Tuesday's search, but still no sign of the sub. There's truly nothing else like it. Meanwhile, a promotional video produced by submersible operator Ocean Gate touts the Titanic expedition as a once in a lifetime journey. While this clip of the CEO, Stockton Rush, seems to indicate the sub is run by a video game controller. It's basically a Sony PlayStation style controller. Tuesday, OceanGate confirmed Rush is the expedition pilot and his passengers include a British billionaire, a French mariner and members of a prominent Pakistani business family. Hendrick believes if the sub is intact, it will run out of oxygen by Wednesday night. It's possible that the 96 hours was never tested. Mm. That nobody ever actually put five people in this submersible. New details tonight on that missing Titanic submersible. Despite a broadened search today, still no visible. Okay, let me come back on the screen. So this entire situation is a mess. And of course, social media is having a field day. A lot of people are laughing about this. Um, the memes are being cranked out. Black Twitter is having a field day with this. But I think the situation is really sad, though. Um, let me see if I can pull up some of the, if I have it. Hold on. Let me, sh let me share my screen real quick. These are just some of the memes on Twitter. So here you have SS Deadass. Did anybody contact them yet? Um, somebody is using Kevin Gates. and play that. Like the fucking water. I just said I was fucking praying for for the bitch, I don't own a boat. What you want me to come down there and drink the fucking water? I just said I was fucking praying for, for the So somebody, she said, y'all are cracking jokes with these people probably terrified of the ocean. It's just, it's been so many jokes. Me searching for them people's wallets. My friends come in with me to help me find my man on that submarine since it had a bunch of billionaires on there. Uh, rip me out the sub. I survived the Titanic part two. 
I think that was playing music. So the whole thing is a mess. Now, I will say this. Again, I'm not, you know, I think it's scary. Like, I, you know, the fact that they're running out of oxygen, regardless if they're rich or poor, you know, no poor people could have been even allowed on the boat. But it's still scary. They still pay for an expedition. And anybody paying for an expedition, you're paying for an experience, right? You're paying to go see something that most people would never be able to see. But you have hopes, dreams, and goals of coming back to the surface to brag about it to all your friends and your family. So the fact that they went down there is just extremely disturbing because I keep thinking to the Titanic movie. If y'all remember Titanic came out, I mean, shit, almost like 20 years ago. And the machine that they used to go down to the bottom of the ocean was some type of machine. It had like these little like robotic arms. And the only thing it could do was like flip shit over. Remember, they would like use the joystick and it would flip over a door and they would find something. I'm like, I hope whatever they're using to go find them has more strength than just flipping over a door because I don't understand how the submarine is still stuck down there and what they're going to do to get it to come back up to the surface. I mean, the whole thing is just frightening. And to know that you only have so much oxygen down there, there's no way for you to come up. It's just, it's really scary. Another thing too, is that we've talked about this before. Only 5% of the ocean has even been discovered, right? There's so many things underneath the sea that we will never ever know what lurks down there because it's too deep to go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. Um, a lot of people, if you really do research on UFOs, and aliens and extraterrestrial things. We've talked about this on Discord and deep dives. <clears throat> a lot of people say that space um, is not where the aliens live. They don't live in outer space. Where the aliens live is underwater they, because that's where it's undiscovered. Um, and like I've told you guys before, the internet cables, all the internet cables are ran in the ocean. They're ran in the water. They're not up in the sky. So it might be some, you know, electromagnetic shit, too, that's forcing them down there, you know, and maybe even the spirits of the people on the Titanic. I mean, I don't know, but it, it seems like it could be something deeper as to, like, why they're just stuck and they're not able to come back up. You know, maybe it's alien technology down there and it has some type of force field on this submarine. I don't know, y'all. I'm just, you know, y'all know where my mind goes, honey. You gotta go deep with shit. But I think it's something more to it. I think it's something more to it because this is not their first rodeo. Um, it looks like this is an adventure that they've been promoting and people have gone down there. So why now are they not able to come back up? I'm just saying. So on top of that, um, yeah, I, I feel like aliens are down there. From everything I've researched, I don't feel like aliens are in the sky. I feel like they're down in the ocean. There's a lot of things that go down in the ocean, the marine kingdom. Even when you watch, remember um, the Wakanda movie, Black Panther 2? Remember that whole kingdom down there, right? The whole kingdom down there. Remember they had alien technology. They had their technology with vibrating was just as strong as the technology that the Wakandians had. So, you know, a lot of these movies, honey, yeah, Mommy Water, a lot of these movies are just not movies. Think about Little Mermaid. I spoke about this when I talked about the Marine Kingdom. Think about Little Mermaid. 
That whole story comes from Africa. The whole um, mermaid is Mami Wata. You know, Haiti in the Caribbean, they have the same stories. You know, there's whole kingdoms under the sea. But let me go ahead and shut up. Anyhow, um, so now to like modern day bullshit, Cardi B and the billionaire son are going back and forth on Twitter. Um, they got into it. And the billionaire son also clapped back at Cardi B. Hold on, wrong one. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and play you guys what Cardi had to say. This is what started all the drama here. Hold on, let me let me share my screen. Okay, here we go. This thing behind her looks so gross. Billionaires that's missing on the on the water from that submarine shit. One of the billionaires, their stepson, is at a concert, right? At a Blink 182 concert. And people is like, um, well, what is he supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Is he supposed to go look for himself? Yes. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be uh, counseling your mom and shit. Like, isn't it sad that you a whole fucking billionaire and nobody gives a fuck about you? Like, like you missing and motherfuckers is ready to shake dicks at concert. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke than like and poor, but knowing that I'm love. Billionaires that's missing under on Okay. Let me see if they have okay. So this is the guy. His name is Brian. He says at I am Cardi B, what a piece of shit, trashy celeb Cardi B trying to get clout off of me and my family's suffering. I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. Shame on you, Cardi. Get some class. Cardi B, we all know your latest releases are trash, but is your career this desperate for attention now? So that is what the billionaire's son had to say. And then Cardi B, clap back. Let me pull up. Hold on. I had a screenshot. Now, I don't know what's up, uh, but I can't go on Neighborhood Talk, honey. I guess they blocked me, and I don't know why, because I I don't go on there like that. I've never said anything about that dude that runs it, but my blogger has to, like, get me screenshots from their site, because when I go on there, it says page not available, so they blocked me for some reason. Not that I give a fuck, but just letting that be known. So this is why I have a screenshot and I'm not on their Instagram page. So we could still get the tea, bitch. Here we go. So our neighborhood talk that I cannot go on for whatever reason. Uh, she wrote this. She says the point was the whole world is praying for these people in submarines. And this man's son is online shaking dicks for girls off of OnlyFans and going to a Blink 182 concert. You was looking for clout all along. Nobody knew who you were until you said that was your stepdad. This is why people hate you spoiled brat billionaires. Y'all so desensitized. So that's, I guess you must have wrote that in the comment section or something. Now, I will say this. I think, you know, at the end of the day, 
you know, if he wants to go to a Blink-182 concert, that is his business. There's nothing he can do for his stepfather sitting at home, sad, depressed. You know, sometimes you need a break. You know, sometimes you need to clear your mind. Um, you know, so if he felt the need to go off and, you know, go to a concert, it's not like the concert was like three days long. It was for what, an hour or two? By that logic, he shouldn't go to the grocery store. He shouldn't watch television. He shouldn't go onto Twitter. People are still going to live their regular life during tragedies. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with him going to a concert. Yeah, I don't know this billionaire. If y'all want to not live your life because there's billionaires under the sea, then you're more than welcome to sit at home and just, you know, pray and meditate for them all day. I'm not. I'll send them a prayer. I hope, you know, everything goes good. I hope they get fine. But guess what? I'm going to still be unpacking all this stuff and rearranging my house. Life still goes on, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that. I feel like at the end of the day, if he wanted to clear his mind and go to a concert and think about it, I'm sure he bought them tickets in advance. A, a lot of y'all will, you know what I'm saying? Things can pop up, funerals and everything else. And if y'all spend child's money, y'all going to go to where y'all spend child's money. You know, so people have missed, you know, people have missed things for less. Let's just say that. So, yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree with her on that. You know what I'm saying? That's my pain. I don't agree. I think he has the right if he doesn't want to sit at home and he wants to go to a only, you know, to a Blink-182 concert. That's his business. If he wants to sit his ass on OnlyFans, that's his business. That doesn't mean that he doesn't care about his stepfather. That doesn't mean that, you know, um, he's not worried. He's not concerned. I think we can't start regulating how people show their emotions, right? That's the same thing people were saying with DC Young Fly. Oh, he's not sad enough. He's joking. He's that. People are going to handle things in different ways. You know, it's not like the man is dead yet. We don't know. They might be found tonight. Who knows? But yeah, I think that him going out there, I don't see the big deal. Because again, people are still going to live their life. Even when you have missing people, right? Somebody's missing their family member. They, they're, they can't find their loved one. And there's like missing search parties. Yeah, you may go search for your family member. But after a while, you got to come home and eat. You got to come home and shower. You know, you could have a sick baby in the NICU. Eventually, you got to leave the NICU and trust your baby with the nurses. Go home, shower. You know, there's been times I've had to deal with that. You know, where I've been sick, people had to leave, or I've had to go see family members who are sick. I'll be there for the time being, but guess what? I still got to live my life. I still got to come on here and do a live stream. I still got to edit, you know? So I don't think two things match up. I think he can still be sad. He can still be, you know, praying for his father, and he can still rock out at a Blink-182 concert for an hour. So... Just my opinion on that one. Somebody said, just being a stepson, that ain't my daddy. Well, no, I don't think that's fair to say that. You know, I think the fact that that's his stepfather, that doesn't mean that they don't have a close relationship. A lot of people are even more closer with their stepparent than their biological. You know, and the fact that he's a, a stepson to a billionaire, shit, hey, Zaddy, okay? So, um, yeah, I would be very, that's my dad, and I love, you know what I mean? He, he's not going to want for nothing. The mother that married a billionaire, he's good. 
So I'm sure him and his billionaire stepfather, they probably have a very great relationship. So I don't think it's fair to say just because he's a stepson that he probably doesn't care. When you have some people who, who as a step-parent, they have stepped up more than the biological parent. We're not going to do that to the step-parents because there's a lot of good stepmothers out here, a lot of good stepfathers who, who, treat their, who treat the children who are not biologically theirs like their own. So yeah, let's not say because he's a step-parent or a step-child, he doesn't care. Uh, let's see here. Nay says, Nay Stove says, my uncle passed away. I was obviously hurt. My dad told me to take some time out to do things I enjoy in order to take my mind off of it. Yeah. I mean, can you just imagine the stress of that? And that's an ang anguishing death. It's one thing if, you know, his stepfather is missing. But like he said, this is on the news. The news literally has a countdown. They got 48 hours worth of oxygen left. Ooh, now it's down to 22 hours. Ooh, now it's down to 10. Like you're literally, that that has to be a lot. You know, that has to be a lot. They've literally been counting down how much oxygen these people have. So yeah, I don't think that that was okay. And she's saying that, no, he should be home. And because um, everybody else is praying for the family, he shouldn't, well, that's on y'all. If the world wants to sit there and pray for these people that they don't know and take time out their life, that's um, what the world chose to do. That don't mean that the world is not going to move on. So, yeah, I, I don't blame him for um, feeling a way about that. Uh, let's see here. Let me read some of these super chats here. I think it's Shanae. Uh, she sent $9.99. Says, I'm a little late, but hey, T, this is my first super chat. I've been watching you since middle school. I love your deep dive. I would love you to do a deep dive on on yoga, on the yoga thing. I'm very much curious, much love. Thank you so much. I'll think about it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, but yeah, there's a, somebody asked me to do a deep dive on the ocean and the water. Um, I have a deep dive on that. Um, I did it. It'll be a year in a few months. But yeah, I have like a, a thing close to a two-hour deep dive on water and how, you know, the resources are basically dwindling. And there will be water wars in the future. So I have done one on water. Um, but thank you so much for the uh, super chat, love. Uh, Kia Cutie sent $4.99, says, face looking slim tea. I remember you said you were losing weight and your face is showing. Thank you so much. I am. I'm down 21 pounds in three months. I'm very proud of myself. I went and got another Fitbit bracelet because my other one was loose. And now this one is loose as well. So I'm not going to buy another Fitbit bracelet. I just said, hey, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I feel good. Um, my knees don't hurt as bad um, when I walk up and down the steps. And I remember when I went to my doctor, my hematologist, because sometimes I think a lot of the weight I picked on was during COVID. I think a lot of us, you know, got big as hell during COVID because I'm used to walking. I walk a lot around my neighborhood. I walk on the trails and stuff. And, you know, when everything was shut down, there wasn't really a lot of places to walk. Plus being depressed, eating. It's just been a lot of stress these past two years. And literally everybody gained weight. And I remember I was talking to my doctor and I'm like, you know, I feel like I've gained so much weight. I don't know what to do. And he was just like, you just need to stop eating. Like, <laughs> My doctor, he's Indian. He does not care. He's like, stop eating. He was like, you know what I mean? You need to like slow down, you know, cut down your intake and all that stuff. Um, 
But yeah, we started a weight loss challenge on Discord like three months ago. So been cutting down, walking, not, especially now that it's warmer, I'm able to walk more and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I'm down 21 pounds and I feel so much better. Um, I thought I hit my goal, which I technically did because I didn't think I was going to lose so much weight, but I'm going to keep going because my goal weight is like 130 pounds. That's when I'm the most comfortable. Um, that's how skinny I was when I used to do my videos in LA. So I have about, I think like maybe 10, 10, 15 more pounds to go, but I want to get down to about 130 pounds. I dropped a cup size. Oh my gosh. I feel so much better. And my boobs was getting just really big and out of control. So my boobs have gotten smaller, my hips, um, these jeans I'm wearing, they're size, uh, 29. So you know, I've been able to fit into like some of my size seven jeans. So I feel so much better. Like, honestly, like all of my jeans, like I got to like a size 10. Like I, like I've never worn double digit jeans. Like I got up to a size 10. That's big for me. Cause I'm usually like a five, seven. So I'm really happy. I'm getting back down to a seven. Like I even got some shorts the other day from Walmart and I was able to fit a seven. I was like, oh my gosh, and they look so cute. So yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm happy, I'm happy. I know a lot of people are like, well, that's not big. A size 10 is not big, but you gotta realize for me, that's big for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm used to being skinny. I don't like a lot of weight on me and I gained a lot of weight over the past two years. So I wanna get back down to like the, the weight that I normally am which is about 130 pounds, you know, like I'm used to being a C cup. I did not like being like a double D, you know, just so I, I'm just, I'm losing weight all over. So I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy. Um, I'm five, seven. I'm not short. Everybody keeps, everybody, y'all ask me that every, every time I post a picture, I'm five, seven. Yeah. I know a lot of people think I'm four eleven because weirdos want to lie about my height, which is just weird, but I'm not 4'11", I'm 5'7". Yeah, so, yeah, so thank you so much for that. I pre I'm glad you guys are noticing it in my face and stuff, so thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Real Renee says, hey, T, what are your thoughts on Alabama Barker? Um, I'm not a fan of hers. I think she's way too grown. Um, what is she, like 15, 16 now? Uh, Emily's been following her forever because I didn't even know who I, mean, I knew who she was, but I didn't know she was doing all the stuff she was doing. And Emily would always send me like links to her Instagram. She's just way too grown. She's too grown. The the makeup, the hair. She's very overtly sexual. Uh, every time I see her, she just she just looks like she just sells sex. That's all I get from her. Is she just sells sex? Um, she, she doesn't give me kid vibes at all. She's just way too grown way too grown. She just gives me, she's 17 now. Okay. Cause she's been acting like that since she was about 14, 15. It's just too much. The, the fake lips. I don't know. If she has breast implants now. She's just overtly sexual. I'm just, I'm not here for it. Um, and she's been like that since she was literally like 10. Cause I remember rice gum roasting her back in the day for her acting just too grown. I feel like Travis just gives her way too much freedom. Um, she just does what she wants to do. Alabama Barker is Travis Barker's daughter. So if you ever go on her Instagram, let me see if I can pull up her Instagram. She literally looks like she's 25. 
Let me try and pull her up. Alabama Barker. Let me see if she comes up. Let me Google her Instagram because, of course, she probably got some sexy name, honey, because it it's not coming up. Okay, let me see what comes up. <coughs> oh, okay, there it is. She got 1.8 million followers. And she looks like she blackfishes a lot, too. Like, she's trying to look overtly tan and... You know, everybody loves the black features, but they don't want the, you know, they don't want to be black. But this is her. This is Travis Barker's daughter. Yeah, just everything. She's just overtly sexual. I'm just, I'm not, look, her ass cheeks is hanging out. She just tries too hard. Look at that. Close-ups, damn near, you can look up her cooch. It's just too much. Look, somebody, they're always in the comments roasting her. If you ever come out, they always roasting her. 17 years old, already dressing like she's 25 to 30. I hope her dad has plans for her to go to college and not everything handed to her. Yeah, they're always in the comments going in on her. Always. She's just too sexual. Here she is. She looks like she's blackfishing here a little bit. Just a ton of makeup. Look at her here on the steps. And I'm telling she's been doing this since she was like 13, 14. Look, tongue out, ready to suck some peen. Um, here she is again. Somebody says, why does she think she's African-American? Yeah, so people be going in on her a lot. Um, here she is, booty shots. She just tries too hard for me. I think she's a pretty girl, don't get me wrong. I think she's a beautiful girl. Like, that's what I'm saying, the tongue out. It's just everything with her is just, it's just overtly sexual. You know, like, like what does that tell you? Like, you just look like you're ready. Like, this, look at the pose. Legs over the chair. It looks like somebody's hitting it from the back. She's just, she, I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. Everything with her is just overtly sexual. Her whole page. She must have removed some pictures. She's had even worse than this. And then it's like these weird angles. Guys, don't forget she's still under 17. So technically she's a child. So enjoy sexualizing a kid, y'all. My thing is shut the hell up. Like she posted these pictures. Travis knows about these pictures, but then the internet gets blamed. You get what I'm saying? Like to me, it's, it's so disingenuous. Oh, so it's the internet's fault for sexualizing her but not her for sexualizing herself and not her father for being cool with the sexualization. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. No, she's not 14. She's 17 now. What I'm saying is that she's been posting pictures like that literally since she was 13, 14. She's always looked that way. She's always posted pictures like that. I don't know if she has implants or not, but she's all tongue out, always looking just like, like she's just ready for, all I get from her is I'm just ready to get smashed. That's the vibe she she's always given me is that she's, I don't know, she's just overtly sexual. And she's been like that since she was young.
And anytime people have brought that up to Travis, he's always gotten very defensive. Remember when Rice Gum was calling her out at 13, Travis, Travis Barker got his channel struck down. He got his first strike on his channel behind him calling her out because she was like that when she was 13. So, yeah, the industry is a trip. Yeah, she, she gives me beta sex kitten vibes. So I, I try and stay off her page as much as possible. I'm usually only on there when M Emily sends me a link like, look what she's posted now. She's just overtly sexual. Emily be going off on Alabama hoodie. She just gets so upset at how she carries herself. But, you know, again, she's not my child, but I'm not a fan. I have nothing against her per se, as, you know, because she's a kid, right? I just, I'm not, a, I'll say this. I'm, it's not that I'm not a fan of her. I don't know her. I'm not a fan of her page and the things that she posts and how she carries herself. I'm just not a fan of it. But, you know, as far as her as a person, I don't know her. I don't have an issue with her as a person. I just think that, you know, she could do better. She looks like she's 25 and, you know, enjoy being 17. You guys only teenagers once. She has her whole life to get implants and put on a face full of makeup. Like at, at, at 17, you shouldn't even need any makeup. Your skin is still fresh, supple. There's no wrinkles. There's no crow's feet. Like what, what do y'all be covering up? Because I'm like the heavy makeup that y'all be wearing at like 16, 17, 18, 19, be having y'all looking damn near 30. It doesn't make any sense. Makeup is just supposed to, you know, hide, you know, some imperfections. It's not supposed to change you as a whole person. You know, the heavy contouring, it's just weird to me. And then y'all wonder why y'all skin be broke out underneath all that heavy ass makeup. Y'all just be put layer upon layer upon layer. At 17, the most you should need is just like a CoverGirl compact, some powder and call it a day. But y'all got to do all types of extra stuff. It's just very strange. I don't know. She's a beautiful girl. I don't think she needs any of that heavy makeup. You know, so it's it's sad. Just like, you know, Danielle Bagoli. She's another one. Uh, let's see here. M. Moo sent sent nine ninety nine. says the wife of the guy that built the submarine is a direct descendant of the elderly couple that died on the ship, the Strausses. What? Wow. A direct descendant. I hope this wasn't some type of sacrifice, honey. I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Thank you so much for the super chat. Wow. I remember that old couple. They were in the movie. Remember they died together in the bed and shit? I, Titanic is one of my favorite movies. Every time I'm on the plane, I'm either watching Titanic or Joy Luck Club. Because those movies are long and they get you from east to west coast. <laughs> so I'm always watching Titanic on the on the plane. That's crazy. Uh, Yum, Yamina said 9.99 says my birthday is tomorrow and all I wanted to see was you do a live. Hope you're doing well. Lots of love. Thank you so much and happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, young Kobe says. There are souls still on that boat. Mm -hmm. The ocean has a lot of souls. The transatlantic slave trade, you know, that went through the Atlantic Ocean, you know? So there's a lot of spirits in the water. Yamina says, uh, also the amount of billionaires vanishing, vanishing is suspect. 
I agree, especially the ones, um, the crypto billionaires. They keep ending up dead. Uh, Jay Jersey Girl says The Abyss, the 1989 movie, shows what you're talking about. Yes, that's the movie. Abyss, um, it's all about underwater aliens. Yeah, we talked about that when I did that alien call-in show probably like three months ago. It's on Spotify if y'all want to listen to it. It was a really good call-in show. But yes, The Abyss, that's the movie. And all of that is like about aliens underwater. And so a lot of people feel like that's really where the aliens are, are underwater. Because water is a conduit. You know what I'm saying? It's a conduit for energy and all that stuff. So it, it would only make sense. Let's see here. Miss Aaliyah Johnson said, sent 10 says, hey, beautiful, lovely T. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. Latino boy sent 20 says, I agree, T, about the aliens in the ocean. There used to be a guy on YouTube who used to talk about how the atmosphere was glass and reflected space, which was towards the center of the earth. YT shut down his channel for conspiracies. Man, I miss a lot of those really good conspiracy channels. And it's sad because a lot of them, once they got shut down on YouTube, they just went away. And they used to have so many like just really, really deep, you know, just conspiracies and videos. And a lot of them are just gone. They're gone. And I just hate the fact that, you know, they just got shut down. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. I try and support as many conspiracy channels on Patreon as I can. You know, anybody fighting the good fight, fight, I just go ahead and I support them on Patreon because I want them to keep making content. Um, but yeah, I wish I, I would have known about that channel. I remember there was like an alien. I forget their name. I don't even know if they're still on YouTube, but they used to make all types of like alien and UFO content. They were really good. They had a lot of really, really good stuff. NBA uh, sent a super sticker, says, keep it up. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Hattie Joe sent 20 says, hey, I finally caught a live. You are truly the only YouTuber I watch these days. Whenever I'm down in the press, your videos definitely lift my spirits. Thank you for everything you do. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm glad that, you know, I make you feel better from watching me. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot to me. So thank you. I always love that people feel a lot better when they come here, like once they leave that, you know, they feel better than when they came. That always makes me feel really good. Let's see here. Real Renee says, oh, my God, you read my super chat. Love you, T. Keep up the great work. You are so welcome. Love you, too. Thank you. Uh, April Amons says, look up Orisha Olukun. She represents the bottom of the ocean. Yes, there's a lot of um, different Orishas and different deities, you know, Especially if you get into like um, Yoruba, African spirituality, um, there's a lot. But yeah, there's there's a spiritual force down there, a very spiritual force. So I, I think this submarine thing is even deeper than anybody thinks. And also remember, this is supposed to be the year of the alien invasion. Remember, I did the deep dive. I believe it was the deep dive, maybe two deep dives ago. Um, where I talked about the holograms and um, all that stuff. So this is supposed to be the year of that. So you never know like what exactly is keeping that submarine down there. Remember all those balloons and stuff? 
that were getting shot down and falling in the ocean. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, Project Bluebeam. Thank you, Portfolio Lady. Yep, Project Bluebeam. I did a whole deep dive on Project Bluebeam. Um, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, let's see here. Shay says Aoki updated the shade room. Okay, let me see what she had to say. Let me pull up the shade room real quick. I hope they're not sitting there trying to backtrack now and oh, everything's all good. Okay, here she goes. Let's see. We're gonna read this together. Let me share my screen real quick here. Okay. Until a short time ago, this is the man who told me, always defend and look after your mother, girls, and never let a man curse at you. You call daddy if a man ever tries to yell, ever tries to yell at you or scare you. That's never okay. Real men don't shout at women and girls. So to all the toxic men in my comments using I'm defending him to be foul and talk about all the grievances you have with women, you can save it. It's pathetic. He would agree. I know that for sure. I wonder how many, oh God, I hate this little writing. Hold on. Make this bigger. Okay. I wonder how many how I wonder how your mothers, sisters, and daughters and nieces and girlfriends, wives would feel seeing some of the sexist, racist, honestly foul comments and messages some of you men are leaving me. The misogynistic stereotype and names, the absolute hate for women of color. A lot of your comments show just waiting to take your anger at how you feel you've been treated by your women. All of us are bitches or like this and that. And the problem with you girls and women, black women, bitter women, bitches, hoes today. Now, how about you all something? How about you all bitches or all like this? I am only seen as one bitter mess in a DM between a 40-year-old male stranger yelling, yelling at me about all the bitter black women I represent. It's not the 20 year olds on the receiving end. Always defend your mother and sister. Don't let any man talk to you crazy. Just follow your instructions here, people. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Next. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the internet. Again, I don't understand like what people expect. When you put personal business, like I said at the beginning of the stream, the internet is not here to be your therapy. Nobody here has a psychology degree. When you put things on the internet, that's what happens. You're gonna get opinions, good and bad. You're gonna have some people who agree with you, who see your side, and you're gonna have people who come at you and who go off and, and curse and get mad. So that is the internet. You know, so again, if you guys don't want people's opinions in your DMs and in your comment sections, keep the family drama off of social media. That's the best advice I can give because it's a public forum. So you're going to get that. Uh, Brittany says Alabama looks closer to 27 than 17. She looks way too grown for her age. I definitely agree. 
She does. Uh, Thug Gentle Ape sent five. Says, lovely team must admit you're a fine honey queen from your boy Thug, a.k.a. Davari. That's a pretty name, Davari. Much love to you. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, EJ the Supreme sent $10. Says, hey, T, I hope you're doing well. My birthday is July 11th and cancer water sign season is coming. This might sound silly, but do you, hold on, do you, the submarine, oh, your, your spell check just butchered this. Do you, I'm, I'm going to try and put it together. Do you think the submarine might have something to do with it? Thanks, T. Um, yeah, possibly, because cancer season is right around the, the corner. Um, that is a water sign. Just like during Leo season, right? In August and July is fires. And that's a fire sign. You get a lot of fires, forest fires, and stuff like that during Leo season. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, being that the water season is coming up, that we're going to see more water events. So I would not be surprised at all. So thank you and happy early, early birthday in case you're not here on your birthday. So let me see here. I've been on for an hour and 40 minutes. Wow, time is flying. Doesn't even feel like it, y'all. Okay, so now, okay, the last story, Bambi and Scrappy. We got to talk about this. Now, this entire situation is crazy. Like I said, I just realized that Love & Hip Hop ATL just started back up because I've been busy unpacking and everything else. So Bambi is now talking. If you guys remember last, well, maybe it was a few seasons ago. Little Scrappy supposedly bought Bambi a house, you know, bought her house. You know, she's his wife, mother of his children. And now we're finding out, I guess he's not able to pay for the mortgage or something. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Give me just a second here. Okay, this was her on Love and Hip Hop. Nothing about the gas bill, lights bill. Right, right. Nothing. I handle, I manage our household. And he keeps not paying his rent. So because he's been behind on his half of the rent, I got to find somewhere else to live. I'm sorry. Scrap has been on his own time. He does things when he wants to, when he feels like it. And so I'll make my payment and I'm thinking everything is good. And then weeks later, the landlord, they're like, hey, like we only got partial payment for this month. So now here I am pulling it together for my kids, trying to find us another space to live in. But that's that subject that I argue with him about all the time, baby. I'm serious. I just don't like the fact that he doesn't understand all the things that go along with being a mother. Not once, not twice, three times yes. and you have little bitty kids running around the house right and you're trying to hold everything down you know i know i knew his character and i accepted it wrong y'all and i'll tell you he has i'm not a liar but i you're not gonna try to take my son out of this world okay you're not gonna lie to the world on tv and try to make them think that scrap ain't paying the bills and and you you don't got a hundred dollars worth of plastic surgery girl and no rope that boy I mean, of course he got he got more than hundred grand, but don't call him broke and you getting you got your hand out because they don't go together. See, first of all, you know she lying when she said it, cause how would she look if she was with a broke bad, bad? So guess what? He ain't broke. And what he had, he gave to her. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So let us spin her little web and tell her little lies. Y'all gonna see. Yep. Because certain stuff, when y'all listen to her, you gotta think certain stuff don't add up. Scrap it, bro. Yeah, yeah, y'all gotta listen to what she says, how she tells the lie. I'm back on the screen, honey. So y'all just saw that. And so Mama D, of course, is not here for it. She's not going to have anybody going against her son. Um, I don't. I think this whole situation is sad. And this is why, again, I tell you, everything that glitters is not gold. And this is why I don't take a lot of these celebrities, especially these reality TV show star celebrities, seriously. A lot of them are not living that trife life. You know, they're getting a bag, allegedly, from these shows. But I don't think that bad. I'll say this. The show where people get paid the most from when it comes to reality television is shows like Real Housewives. They do get like a decent sized check on that show. I don't think the cast of Love and Hip Hop get money like that. Hence why they had to do a lot of antics. They had to do a lot of stuff to get people to see, you know, to tune in. And if he bought her this house, if they have two incomes, why are they both not able to afford the, the payments on the mortgage? That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and again, this is why I say you can't follow everything that these celebrities do and say, because a lot of times they'll go and purchase homes and cars, and it's just to flaunt for social media. It's just to flaunt for a television show. And they're not realizing that, you know, you still got to afford to keep the, to pay the upkeep, the mortgage, the lights, all that stuff adds up. So she's saying that Scrappy's not helping her and he's not doing what he needs to do as a man, you know, which is unfortunate because they have three kids together, you know. So if he's not helping her, he needs to step up. But let's also not forget, this was also the same complaint that Erica Dixon had at one point. She was saying that Scrappy wasn't, you know, doing what he didn't need to do for their daughter. Um, I think when he was dating Shay, she was complaining at one point too on the show that Scrappy wasn't helping out. So I'm always confused when, yeah, she said rent, but initially they made it seem like they had bought the house. Now we're finding out most likely it's a rented home. But when she was gifted that home, it was like they had bought it, you know, name was on the mortgage. So yeah, maybe I should be saying rent, um, layaway plan, somebody wrote. But yeah, so it's just like, even with Shay, she was kind of saying the same thing too, that when they were together, it's like everything was on Shay. So I don't understand how, like, if these women are showing you their situations with scrap, then you go on ahead and you get what I'm thinking is about to be different for you. And women do that. They think that somehow if they get with a guy, the women before who were complaining about the same thing, they were delusional. They were just hating. They were miserable. But, you know, now that I'm with this king, He's going to change for me. And she's finding out that, no, he's basically doing the same thing to you that he did to the other women. So, but it's unfortunate. You know, I hope that they end up figuring this out because they have three children together. You know, even if they're not going to be together, that's fine. But they both need to be there financially to support their children. Point blank, period. You know, so I just think the whole situation is crazy. I'm going to read a few more super chats before I get up out of here because I've been on here for almost two hours. Um, Karima Shabazz sent 10 says all this is going on with the water. Folks better be given, folks better give offerings to the water 
Orisha spirits and keep it cute. Amen. Amen. Uh, Marlon Harrison sent 20 says, it's funny how the submarine situation is happening during cancer season, which is controlled by the water. Exactly. And cancer season starts officially tomorrow, June 22nd. So it's going to be interesting to see if they end up getting, you know, discovered and taken out the water on the first day of cancer season, which is tomorrow. But I'm, I'm paying close attention to this because it's very interesting. Uh, Katie Bryant says, yo, T, it's great to see your face. Thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Erica says, I really enjoyed your recent deep dive about the AIs. I also enjoyed the Project Bluebeam. It was the best deep dive for how well researched it was. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know I haven't made any deep dives recently just because the move and just I have so much stuff going on. I'm hoping I can get one done by the end of this month. Um, we'll see. But I'm, I'm hoping I can because there's some topics I definitely do want to hit on. But I have plenty of other deep dives to keep y'all busy. And my deep dives are long. So if you guys are into deep documentary style videos, my deep dives are usually an hour and 40 to sometimes four hours long. Like I said, the Master P deep dive ended up being a two-part series, eight hours. <laughs> so Choice is watching that. Um, I told him about it because he didn't know about it. And so he's currently watching that. I said, it's going to take you a few days to get through it, but it's a really good deep dive. So yeah, that now I'm not doing a part three, uh, Barry Mary. There will be no part three. I was over it. By the time I got done with part two, I was over Master P, Romeo, and the whole No Limit. I was over it. <laughs> so there will not be a part three on Master P. <laughs> but thank you. Um, what's up, Goth Boy? He says, T, I'm broke. I love you. Quick question. Have you been watching the new Black Mirror and the weekend show, The Idol? God bless you. Your hair is snatched. Thank you. No, I did not know that there was new Black Mirror episodes. So I'm going to have to check that out. And I have not heard of the idol. I don't know what that's about. So I'm going to have to look into both of those. But thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Nala. Nala, yep, the lion says, going half with your husband is wild, wild, wild. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it is, I think. I don't know. I feel like when you are married, there are certain things that the husband, especially when it comes to the mortgage, should take care of, you know. But again, you also have to live within your means. Right. So that way he can take care of the household expenses while maybe you take care of other things. But if you guys are living above your means and your husband can't afford it, then at that point you got to chip in as well. But yeah, I, I think, you know, as her husband, he should be able to pay the full mortgage by himself and then leave her to pay the light bill and, you know, buy diapers or whatever. But yeah, he definitely should be covering the mortgage. After all, he needs a place to lay his head as well. So it's, it's, it's sad. I don't know. These relationships, man, that's why I don't envy anybody. I don't look at anyone as relationship goals because you never know what's going on behind the scenes. You never know. Uh, deja vu, deja vu says, are you keeping up with the YNW Melly trial? Um, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I think he's guilty. Um, I also believe words have power and that song murder on my mind. That to me was not a sign. I mean, when I first heard it, 
because I was seeing it on TikTok. And and you know how these songs go viral on TikTok. And I'm seeing all these white kids. I got murder on my mind. And I'm like, what? Why are we talking about having murder on your mind like that? Like, I can see having money on your mind, having getting good grades, going to college, being on your mind, but murder? And then when I went to go listen to the song and I watched the video, it just disturbed my spirit. It was really disturbing. Just the imagery. And then it's it's very melodic. I think that was the part that was really scary listening to. It's very melodic where you end up, you know, you're humming it. I got murder on my mind. Like, it's just very, very melodic. And those are the, the scariest songs because they, they can lull you to sleep. And so the fact that that was the song that went viral. That was a song that made him popular in the industry only to find out that he allegedly killed his two friends. And they're saying that the reason why he killed it is because he didn't want to split the profits of the group. Um, I guess the group was YNW, whatever. The other ones had that in front of their names as well. And he really didn't want to split the profits, the attention, the fame with them. So it was better off that he killed them. And they tried to play it off that it was a drive-by. But, you know, ballistics testing showed that the guns and the bullets came from inside the car. Um, I wouldn't doubt that he did it. Words have power, you know, and the fact that he wrote about it and sang about it. People can say that, oh, you know, it's just music and, you know, it's not a big deal. You read too deep into stuff, but I, I don't care. I'm going to continue to read deep into stuff. Words have power. Music has power. If you read in the Bible, even said that Lucifer, who is the devil, he was the, the he was the person who was over music. He was over music. You know, so. Yeah, I've been keeping up with it. I, I definitely think that he has something to do with both of those young men's deaths. And even the father, I, I watched the father's testimony. The father said when he talked to both of them, when he spoke to Melly. There was no sympathy. There was no sorrow. These are your homeboys that you grew up with, that you guys dreamed about getting a bag and, you know, breaking into the industry with. And he said he felt nothing. And then even the day of the funeral, everybody assumed that he went to the funeral. And for y'all who get mad, that's how I pronounce funeral. I don't know why that, like, I get teased about that. I don't make fun of Latinos and their accents, but that's how we pronounce funeral. Um... I don't know if he'll get mad about that and try and like spell it out for me. That's how I pronounce it. But anyways, a lot of people had assumed that Melly went to the funeral of both of these boys. And the dad said that, no, Melly did not attend either funeral. And matter of fact, there's a video of him with Trippy Red. The day of the funeral, him and Trippy Red were laughing. And he's just real jovial. And it's weird because I'm like, he's laughing. He's like, yeah, I got to go to a funeral. And most people, that's not the, the attitude that you have when you're getting ready to go bury your best friends, you know? So it's very weird. And then to find out later that he never showed up. And one thing I know growing up in the hood, I'm going to keep it real with you because I've had friends killed and murdered. And usually the person who's done it or who did the killings, they don't show up. They don't show up. I remember when my homeboy got killed and we had suspected it was another homeboy who did it. And everybody was like, well, let's see if he shows up to the funeral. Everybody was there, but his best so-called best friend. And he ended up being the killer, came out. He was arrested maybe like a few months later. Uh, he got, 
Probably like 20 years. I think he's still alive. He might be out because it's been years. But yeah. So that that's one thing I've always... You always look at who shows up. Because the guilt won't allow you to come into a space and look their mother in the eye, look their father in the eye when you've done something that you can never take back. So a lot of times the, the killers will not show up. That's how you can always tell, not all the time, the friends that were involved in the death. They won't show up. They can't look their mother in the eye. But I'll never forget that we were in high school and we were looking around and we were like, if he does not show up, he did that shit. And we had just kicked it like a week before the killing happened. We had all kicked it. I remember his energy was really bad. His energy was very bad. And we were taking pictures. This was before cell phones with like a disposable camera. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, let's take a group shot. He didn't want to take a group shot. And he was like, nah, I ain't taking no pictures with y'all. Now nah, get that camera out my face. And I was like that girl who always was, you know, I was into photography. So I was always taking pictures of people. And um, especially when you live in the hood, you don't know when the last time, you know, when, when you may not see people anymore who might pass. So I have lots of pictures of people over the years. And I'll never forget that we're all in the basement kicking it. And I wanted them to take a group picture and he didn't want to. And he was very just, his, like when I think back to it, because we were like 16, 17. And he was so angry and he he just, he was, his energy was so off. And I'm like, what's up with you? Like, why don't you want to take a picture with like all the homeboys? And he was, nah, I'm cool. I'm not taking no picture. Get out of my face with that camera. And then it was like that weekend, he was found, our homeboys found dead in the alley. And then, um, you know, you go through the motions as teenagers, the crying, the emotions, it was hard at school. And then, you know, the funeral comes and they were, they were a clique of really good friends and he didn't show up. He didn't show up. So, so, and I don't even know why I'm even telling y'all this, but I'm, I guess I'm just having flashbacks because that's what I was going through when I was watching the father, um, to answer your question. I'm sorry. I kind of got off track. I don't want to cry even thinking about it, but it just kind of reminded me of that. Like when, when the father said he didn't show up. Oh, let me stop. Oh, let me not talk about this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get all emotional. It still bothers me all these years. So I, that's why it's just like certain things, like certain songs. It just, it, it really bothers me because like, I know people who have been murdered and, you know, there's no coming back from that. And, and I think about all these teenagers and all these funerals I went to, like, where would these people be now in their thirties and forties, you know, who died at 16, 17, 18. So that song always bothered me when, when people would sing that I got murder on my mind, like this shit is, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Like I still have PTSD from this shit. So when the dad was saying that, I felt so bad because when when friends are guilty of taking out other friends, they can't come to the funeral. They can't look the parents in the eye. They can't look at the siblings. They can't look at the other mutual friends. You know, so yes, it's sad. It's sad. But I, I think he had something to do with it. I, I from everything I've just been researching and and following up with, I think he had something to do with it. And um, 
it's it's it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it, you know, because he's going to lose his life. Everything he worked hard for, all that is going to be gone. And for what? Because of a selfish decision. You know, just like the homeboy who killed the other homeboy, he got 20 years, 20 years of your life. You can't ever get back your life wasted. And for what? It's just silly. It's silly. It's very sociopathic. So, yeah, so just be very careful. You know, like I always say, well, like with the music that you consume, you know, imagine young kids listening to that on their in that with their ear pods going to bed. I got murder on my mind. And then we wonder why these kids are out here acting like little demons and shooting up stuff and, you know, killing people. Why the death rate is just getting higher and higher, you know? So it's it's sad. And again, it's not to blame this generation of artists because again, that murder, murder, kill, kill music was around with our generation, you know? So that's why, like I said, that's why I still kind of have issues when I see these same rappers who perpetuated that shit all through my childhood and now they're woke. You know what I'm saying? But all through our childhood, it was about, you know, killing, you know, you was the biggest crip and the biggest this and the biggest that. So it's very interesting now, now that they're old, they're, they're woke. And now they want to talk down to the youth. But these are the seeds that you all planted in the 90s and the 2000s. So, yeah. It's sad. It's sad. But um, I just, I wish the family peace. You know, that's that's horrible for both of those young men to be killed that way. It's just horrible. Um, So, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Just got very emotional thinking about that. Sometimes you think that you're over things like, oh, it's so long ago. That was 20 years ago. That's when I was a kid. But it still really hurts because me and that person were like, we were very close, very, very close. Um, Yeah. And then I was going through like some of my old photos, unpacking, like going through pictures from high school and pictures I took of people and just sad when you're going through stuff. It's like, dang, this person passed and this person was killed and this, you know what I mean? So yeah, still affects you. Um, let's see here. Blatino Boy Sam Five says, that's why I don't put a whole lot of stock in a friend because it doesn't mean anything nowadays. Rest in peace, Shanquilla. Thank you so much for the super chat. And you know, I don't I don't think that you shouldn't put stocks in friends. I think sometimes people take tragic situations and they kind of use it as an excuse, like, oh, this is why I don't deal with women, or this is why I don't deal with you know, friends, this is why I keep to myself. Um, I don't think you should do that. I think you should still allow yourself, you know, to be open to new relationships, new friendships. You know, I've been through hell and back with certain women and that's fine. That was that one person. I'm not going to allow that to make me feel like I can never have female friendships or be cool with women, you know? So I think that even though we go through things or we see other people go through things, you still got to understand that your path is your path, you know? So all you can do is learn from situations that happen to people like Shanquilla and just make better choices and friends. You know what I'm saying? Pick friends that are like-minded. Too many times you try to hang on to people that mean us no good. And you know the friends who aren't on shit. They've been doing the same thing since y'all graduated high school. All they want to do is sit on the block and smoke weed and sell, you know, drugs and they have no goals. They're just living day to day. 
versus the friends who are really out here getting it. They're in school. They want something better for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's where you have to take the personal responsibility and look for like-minded, positive people. You know what I'm saying? That you can vibe with on a higher vibration. Because everybody's not meant to go with you on your journey. And everybody's not meant to be your friend. And I think that's the difference. The ones who mean you no good, cut them off. You don't owe them anything. But allow yourself to be open to meet new people. You know? So just some tips. Because I know a lot of people do that where they don't want to, I don't want to deal with nobody. Loneliness is not a good thing either. You know? Or just having only social media relationships. That's not a good thing. You have to be able to mix and mingle and deal with people in the real world and, and deal with real human connections and have real energy transfer from other people, you know? So just keep keep that open, Latino boy. Keep that open. Um, Nikki Wonderful says, T, earlier you were talking about yoga and what people don't realize is that a lot of positions is a worship of Hindu gods. I love your content. Thank you. I didn't even want to go there, Nikki. And like I said, you already had people in the chat getting offended, you know, but yeah, it is. And um, and maybe I'll talk about it another time, but I got really sick from doing some of the positions where I almost had to go to the emergency room. I got spiritually sick. I had so much pain came in through me and I did not know why. I did not know why, because I like to exercise and I could I can do cardio. I can do... Uh, what is that? Zumba. No issues, no problem. And so when I did yoga, it was supposed to be calming and, oh, you know, this peaceful environment, the soft music. I've never been in as much pain ever than when I did yoga. I literally almost wound up in the ER. It was that bad. And then I found out about the spiritual aspect of it and the deities. You know what I'm saying? So Again, this is not to, you know, people do what they do and people enjoy what they enjoy. So I'm, I'm not here to knock people. I'm not here to, I don't tell people what to do with their life or, you know, don't do, do what you want to do. I'm, for me speaking, spiritually, I can't handle it. It made me very, very ill, very ill. Even to this day, I would never step foot in a yoga, anything, anything with yoga. I can't go in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really deep. You know, if you really like really research it, it's really deep. But I've never been in as much pain in my life as that. And I didn't even finish the class. That's how bad it was. I think I was in there for about 20, less than 20 minutes. Usually like the classes, like um, when I do Zumba and stuff, those classes are an hour. You know, halfway I had to get up and leave. I couldn't take it anymore. And I did not know what was going on. I was being spiritually attacked. So, and I, and this was, this was before I was woke and no. So this was, this was years ago. I never realized it until recently what happened. So I was talking to somebody, but I always knew it's something with me and yoga. I can't do it. And then when I started researching now, it took me back to when that, cause that happened like maybe like 10 years ago and I haven't, been around it, done it, tried it since. And then when I started like really researching it, I found out, you know, the spiritual attacks. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. So, and maybe I'm too spiritually sensitive for it. 
but I've never, to this day, I've never been in that much pain from an exercise class than when I did yoga. And when I tell you I've done T25, <laughs> I've done Zumba, I've done, you know, some pretty strenuous stuff, but nothing ever hurt every bit of my joints, everything. It was like an attack. It just, it felt horrible. And to this day, I'm scared. I would never go into even a yoga room. Mm -mm. I don't fool with it at all. So thank you for that. I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. Like I said, you know, again, I'm, I'm not trying to discourage or you do what, what, you know, I'm just me. You guys are you, but you just do your research. That's why when I just would see Russell Simmons constantly yoga, yoga, I'm like, yeah, whatever, sir. You know, it, mm, yeah. Let's see here. I think I got everybody. Uh, Sunshine Lady sent 20 says, T, I'm an auntie. I haven't ever sent a super chat. I subscribe to the channel. How do I access the deep dives? Thank you so much, love. Um, the way you access the deep dives, you have to join the YouTube membership, which is like $5 a month. You can join either the YouTube membership or the Patreon and all of the deep dive links. I can post them tonight because you'll probably have to scroll down a bit to find the links. Um, I usually try and post the links once a month so people can access them. So I'll post them on both um, once I get off of here. So if you join, you'll be able to see them. But if you scroll down, you'll find the links um, for all the deep dives. So yeah, I have close to a year. I started my deep dives a year ago. So I have close to a year's worth of deep dive videos. So you will, will, you'll enjoy them. All right, you guys. Uh, Sharitha, thank you for the dollar. B. Cooper, thank you for the $4.99. I've been on here for two hours. This was a great stream. Thank you guys so much for coming through. I know I haven't been on in a few weeks, so I'm glad I got a chance to just come on and talk to everybody. My bangs are going everywhere, but I'm still getting unpacked and getting things together, but um, I will do another live stream. I'll have some more videos come in. I'm going to try and work on a potential new deep dive, so I'm going to Hopefully I can get some work done this weekend um, on a deep dive video. So, but I'll keep you guys posted either way. So once again, thank you guys. Love y'all. Everybody enjoy your evening. Talk to y'all later. Bye.